Previously on Midlife. We've had some... Is this what we're going to talk about? I, I guess so. Oh. I guess so, because we kind of... I mean, it's, it's going to be like walking on eggshells. I really don't know how to talk about our feedback. What is it, Edison? What on earth are you talking about? Sadness, sadness, shoulders, ease at how we fall into roles. You both talk about how it affects you, but I must have missed what exactly it is. As backfill, you can say what the it was. Wow. The it, I would say, was the, the, the sense of a woman orienting or fixing her entire being on pleasing a man. That was one set of ears receiving the conversation that we had like uh huh you're missing out a lot of stuff yeah or and what the hell were you talking about yeah 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 clearly some listeners didn't need those holes filled but this one did and i think it's important we also got a response where it feels like the narrative that we were trying to perhaps overtly skirt rather than kind of plow through yeah we were dancing we were dancing around it and it, it landed very, very heavily mm. on one of our listeners who sent us about a five-minute voice message mm. outlining exactly the kind of um, background noise of misogyny that men are steeped in and how it then lands on women. It's basically a story in which a man who's married and has a work friendship uh, that they, they get on well and basically there's a point which in the middle of the night uh, he calls her drunk and then starts to voice a whole lot of basically acts of sexual violence towards her. He said, and bearing in mind this is unbidden, this is a telephone call in the middle of the night, he said that he was obsessed with her tits and he wanted to fist her. Yeah. Maybe for me what I'm interested in is... is you're the person who contacted you saying, what were you talking about? And the person who contacted me saying, here's an example of that happening to me. And the gap between listeners or, 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 or ability to hear, perhaps based upon one's experience of being in the world. The man who did this is older than us. He would have had exactly the same access to pornography that we would have had when we were uh, at a formative age, which is next to none. You had to really, as we've talked about previously, you really yeah. had to go out of your way. Absolutely. Or look, you in your, look in your uncle's bedside table. This is a podcast in which two friends talk about the pleasures, absurdities, and imperfections of being human. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing. Right. So, I think we're thinking about the story of how it how it was heard so differently. I wonder if there's value in understanding how you and I might imagine getting from one listener to the next listener. How would we bridge that gap, that divide? I don't think we have to bridge the divide. I think reporting back on these two listeners' experiences of the same episode, it, it feels... Like it's, enough. It's, yeah, it's just been such a salutary lesson in how incredibly diverse 
our listenership is, despite the fact that I suspect it's not particularly diverse, if, if that makes sense. It, it's in, in that the podcast is called Midlifing. I'm, I'm not expecting that it's, uh, you know, Big hit particularly with appealing to the teens you know, out there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, so the, I mean, we really going, didn't think about that when we named it, did we? Yes. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it does need us to try to chart how you get from one to the other, because neither of those listeners are right or wrong. Those listeners are just, you know, reporting back on mm. what that switched on in their ears. Mm. And it's just, it's so fascinating. And, and I don't, I also don't want to do the whole very lazy gender thing where it's like, well, of course the man didn't hear that because dot, 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 because I don't believe that either. It's funny. I think I, it's, mm, go on. Yeah, it's funny. I was just about to say that I was thinking about those two versions these two listening experiences. And um, I think I worried. I think I anticipated that you would. I think I reduced you uh, or that I, I I worried that you would make it just about, oh, the of course the man would say that and the woman would, you know. And I, mm-hmm. I, I want to, mm-hmm. bizarrely, I want to apologize for the thought. All you're doing is you're anticipating a hotness to my responses quite often. I, d- I think I do tend to kind of go, Gah! you know, and, and sort of have that spiky response to things, despite having many episodes ago said, I'm trying to practice a sense of just curiosity. Mm. I think that my mistake in life is when I receive something via a newspaper or a a news report I am very polarized mostly because I think that the organs with which I am encountering those materials are polarizing organs yeah I am I am effectively being told what to think in relationship to it so I I, I, I understand yeah yeah, I follow I follow a, a, a YouTube channel called Politics Joe, and Politics Joe clips bits of the engagements in the Houses of Parliament here in the UK. But he, it's very, wow. very clear that he is very left leaning. So I never see Labour politicians making tits of themselves. I just see Tory politicians making tits of themselves, mm-hmm. and I don't actually I don't deliberately follow them it's just i've clicked on enough of them for the algorithm to think i want to see more of them and i am now watching them very um not cautiously but i i have to i when i see the headline i go okay so remember that this has been curated and chosen and selected and edited and it is not the full discursive moment mm-hmm. i was watching yesterday boris johnson have an exchange in parliament where he was referring to Vladimir Corbyn, the idea of yeah, uh, yeah. of but it's a point. It's, it's scoring points, though, isn't it? It's a, cheap, yeah, it's a I, very cheap. exactly. It's absolutely and and very and very normal and, in in that kind. And of also, discourse. it does score points. Yeah, like it's you know the sort of trope of Corbyn. Anyway, the, but I was but, watching it fully aware of that, and yet still, still my temperature was so turned up that I I had to switch the clip off because it made me so furious i was i i wished nothing but harm to this man i couldn't imagine a world in which i would not want boris johnson to come to some appalling end which i don't feel actually when i'm cooler but when i'm watching it i just think this man deserves no longer to be on the face of the planet and i am aware that that is about all of the strategies that are put in place that allows me to engage with that material in that moment. And so my cortisol is It's, dehumani- it's actually I, dehumanizing yeah. him, isn't it? 
absolutely and yeah. and it, it, it's the it, same it prevents... shit yeah yeah but it's also but also i th- maybe this is a Do... long draw maybe it's but i think it's also that it, one of the things that the listener who corresponded with me was saying well, what are we to do about it or what without knowing what the it was or not being sure mm. about what the it was and there's just something about i think god there's two words that always just come to mind which is you know and the man the story that you were describing of this man saying this to the other listener and i don't think it's that difficult i do not think it's that difficult to go how do i treat this person in a way that maintains their dignity like, I don't think that's a very complex question to ask. I really don't. But clearly, it's beyond many of us. I am much more able to feel that in relationship to the two listeners. Because so, so your anxiety was that I was going to come in hot and go, well, of course that was his response because he's a man and he can't possibly know dot, dot, dot. As if men can't experience sexual violence, as if men can't yeah. be victimised and made to feel less than. All of these things are true. So yeah. I absolutely know that, that I'm, I don't want to lean into that because I, I am, I'm not curious in a kind of wry eyebrow arched kind of a way i'm not curious in a judgmental way i am just like oh wow it's really interesting that that's how his ears are attuned great that's that's it there's there's nothing more than that and i'm interested as well that her ears are attuned in a in another sort of slightly slightly different direction i think where i where i stutter or stumble or struggle is when it's the idea of dignity i i don't know how to turn down my the temperature of my response to the man who contacted a colleague how a person goes from that to the kind of violent objectification and articulation of that objectification because i'll be really clear it is not for me to police anybody's thoughts. I can't do anything. I don't want to do anything to intervene into that narrative because we are hugely complex creatures. And our sexuality is so <clears throat> riven with um, shame and and uh, already a kind of a, a broader social policing that I'm not going to say it's wrong for him to feel attracted to her in this way. The The, the line... The line is, you simply never say that out loud. Yeah, but I don't. This is this is where I do think the conversation gets gets messy. Is that I think I f- feel very strongly that the line between thinking and saying is incredibly fragile. That it's not. That it's. That I don't. Well, it's not as big as we might imagine. I guess I'm thinking. This line. Yeah, okay. So, I, un- I think I understand what you mean. But I, we've known each other for, what, 15 years? Yeah? Long years. Yeah, <laughs> 15 long 16, years. actually. 16, 16 plus. Yeah. 16 years. We've known each other a long time. We have had surface-level conversations. We've had deep-level conversations. We've been friends we've been Backed crossed off. with one another yeah, yeah. 
um we've I, I think we've had we've probably had sharp words with one another and we've had r- reconciliatory words with one another we've we've run a variety of shades of friendship <laughs> if if and this is this is hypothetical this isn't me um <laughs> this isn't me doing a, a, <laughs> this isn't me doing a kind of slow burn confession but if i had thought about you sexually and if i had used you as a motor to my sexual own desire self, yeah if i had done that i do not know that there is a scenario in which you without tell it me. being invited without us starting to deliberately and explicitly open up a conversation about our desire and where desire sits and where desire lives, that that would be an appropriate thing for me to offer to you. Oh, so interesting. Because all it would do is put you in a position of discomfort. So, well, so... Does that make... Does, does, or, or am I being... So clear, am I so being, clear. Crystal, crystal okay. is that clear? Soldier? Crystal. I think that was a Richard Gere film. Was it An Officer and a Gentleman? I think it was An Officer and a Gentleman. Love lifts us up where we, we belong. belong. Um, the thing about what you've just said is... Well, but I think there are also scenarios that are much greyer in which there's the possibility that something might be requited and that there's a point at which someone goes, I'm going to somehow voice or express this to this person. Not ringing them up drunk in the middle of the night. I don't mean that. But there's a risk involved in crossing that line, the line between thinking something and voicing that. And that happens all the time, right? It happened. It would have happened at some point with you and Bob when you first Absolutely. met. Absolutely. Right, and, 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 and I think as teenagers that the enormity of that line and the kind of crossing of that line is terrifying and uh, and i imagine if i if i were to go back to doing that it would be terrifying equally as a as a middle-aged man but but there's still so the the kind of the gradations or the degrees of where of the expression of a desire and the expression of something which is stripping another person of their dignity, I think those gradations are not so clear to many people. And you've voiced a very clear example, and I'm completely with you, but there are lots of much less clear examples in which that line is crossed appallingly, but still not... Um, well, still crossed, and then the, the upshot is... Uh, it's easy to think of examples which are super clear and and where it's not great. And both these, the one you just described and the one that uh, our listener described, are very clear examples. But then there's also the points at which the line between thinking and saying is not as clear. Oh, I'm repeating myself now. Do you kind of get what I'm trying to... I kind of do, but it's just, I think, again, I'm, I get stuck on the enormity of the articulation. I don't think me telling you that I think about you when I masturbate in this hypothetical landscape, just to <laughs> be super clear. That, yeah. And don't <laughs> cut that bit out now. <laughs> I won't. I will leave that in because this is a hypothetical. Because I'm sure I'm there's really... a Cindy Lauper song about that. They... <laughs> but the, the, that, is not as, that is nowhere near as enormous. Exactly. Absolutely. A crossing of a line as what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. If I were to share that with you, I feel that we could come back from that. 
I feel that we could negotiate it. But nevertheless, yeah. nevertheless, I cannot, I cannot imagine a context in which that would feel like an okay thing for me to try out yeah. as the first port of call. Yeah. The first port of call would surely be, you know, testing things out about, oh, that top looks really pretty on you, Simon. You've always, I, I've always really loved the way you dress. I think you're a really, a really handsome man. This is and not I true sent... because you just go on about my technical clothing. But clearly this <laughs> no. is an entirely hypothetical situation. But Absolutely. You would never is... say that you dress really well to me, just to be clear. <laughs> Motherfucker. I'd also probably never say that your hair looked nice either. Even though it does, it. let's be clear. <laughs> I mean, you, you have hair. <laughs> that's true it sort of sweeps towards me like a wave of affluence but still (laughs) i really like the way you have hair (laughs) hey so let's talk about low bars here your follicles are working they're on your head (laughs) congratulations um i mean you know how to set up any conversation (laughs) (laughs) so so if if I wanted if I wanted to get into into that territory with you, there are absolutely I agree with you that there are there's a way to there's a way to approach it, and, and that there's a step between thinking and 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 speaking. Yeah, and it is a, it is a, it's often a scary step, I imagine. Yeah, but I I think what what I'm kind of bumping up against is not my inability to to. Okay, it is. It is absolutely my inability. It's my inability to work out how I could ever square that. I'm I, okay. No, I'm. I'm just. I'm getting all bumbledy around. It's just going back to the idea of dignity. It's that idea of 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 wanting to keep. I I struggle to understand how to give dignity to the person who says. <laughs> Unbidden. No, I'm, I think. Sorry, I'm sorry. You misunderstood. I, that's not what I was saying. But I. I'm, okay. I, I don't think that's what I was saying. But I, what I'm saying is for that person, mm-hmm. like how I, I guess I'm I'm vacillating between two uh, sort of opposite perspectives here. One oh, is okay. that there's one is that there's nuances, meaning <laughs> meaning um, you know the line is uh, is greyer than than the examples we're using. Yeah. The line between yeah. thinking and saying. But then the other one, which is which is not grey, which is how difficult is it? How difficult should it have been for that fucking middle-aged man Mm. to go, how do I respect this person's dignity? Well, I don't do it by ringing her in the middle of the night and telling her I want to look at it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so that to me, how do we... And so I'm not talking about his dignity, uh, although that's a different different conversation. And we could talk about that, but I don't think Absolutely. And I, I, I think because he's abstract and because we don't, yeah, absolutely. I, mean, also, I also feel a certain. I mean, I, I I don't want to distract from the what he's done, but I also feel I, I see myself in him. Not because I've ever done that, but I don't see the line between how I am as a man and how he is as a man. I don't want to other him, is what I'm saying. No, I understand that, Simon. But also, I think there is a there is another very thin line between not wanting to other somebody and um not holding them to account yeah and no, I, I i struggle with this i really i i yeah 
but and it, I, it's I a different we, conversation. We, yeah, because we and, and it's a conversation we've had in the past where where it's one of our spiciest uh, that we ended up having to re-record. Or I just said, ah, fuck them, and you and like that's not how you win hearts and minds. Yeah, but I don't. I'm not comfortable with your position on that. I'm not comfortable with my position on it either. Like you know, I really, I really struggle. I really struggle with. Uh, yeah. With, with yeah. I I think I think you're I think me having said that is exactly why you came into this conversation thinking I was just going to say about the listener the male listener it's like well of course I've set you up to think that well I don't I, I'm not trying to reduce you but I but I, but it, it's funny I read something I think I've reduced myself plenty so don't worry <laughs> you're fully capable of doing it yourself the, um but I do think there's I, I was reading something the other day about ideology and. And I just, I'm really, I'm just so grateful for your response to this, um, in, in part because what this thing said, and I, I, I've lost track of where I read it, but that when, when you're able to predict how people will react to things, it, the, the, this person's writing, that's ideology in play. That all mm. they're operating from is from a sort of ideological lens, and and it really hit me this um, it hit me this bit of writing because I I started to kind of question how predictable I am, given particular scenarios, that I'm oh I'm going to respond like that I'm going to respond like that, and so I yeah it just reminded me that I I don't know I just really appreciate uh, I, I'm glad I was wrong is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm glad you proved well, me wrong for once. Ah, stick oh. around, kiddo. You'll be right again soon enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is hard. Oh, it's really hard, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. But I guess, I guess it's hard because we're talking in such abstracted terms. Mm. Do you think people will know what we're talking about? Well, we did. We gave an exact pull quote from the story. So there's there there is there's that bit I think people will be able to to hear, um, yeah I think it's I think that's fine I'm just I think the hard bit is is it's my um, my difficulty, yeah, and I I I just recognise I've had I've had zero zero training in um, expressing myself. There's something going really wrong, or well, something went really wrong at a very young age when no one was having conversations with me about how we express ourselves, how we express our emotions. Zero. Absolutely yeah. no training. And also the role models I had, appalling. How much were you saved by Lil? The reason I ask is I think, I think all of the work, the gender-based work I've done has been a, because I live with the kind of woman I live with. So I feel like she has rescued me from a way of of a type of masculinity that I think I probably would have with a different partner simply replicated. And I also know that I started with a relatively good, you know, starting point in that I've got two parents who express their love for one another, both in language and in, in action. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they also still conform to very particular gender gender norm tropes as well sure. you know, why wouldn't they they're in their 80s yeah so i think that um I, two things come to mind one is um i remember us having a um a, a, a smallest little inconsequential fight about uh in fact coming into this flat here where every time we would walk into sort of around the corner towards the door i would effectively cut her off so physically 
I would um, the way I oriented myself in the space meant that she had to check her stride. And um, first of all, that's hard to hear because I, you know, of, of all the things I'm proud of, I pride myself on my how it is that I orient myself in space and around people. <laughs> that's quite a biggie for dance people, right? Yeah. But I, but also because of because of the the kind of metaphorical and literal implications of um, uh, denying someone space. And of course, I had I could rationalise it very clear which is about wanting to get to the door quickly all sorts of things right but the upshot was um of of this very simple very simple um uh, benign um example and the other thing of course was that um little sister was murdered by her ex-husband so the presence of uh, uh domestic violence and the implications of domestic violence are not abstract at all so in short answer to your question is yes, I've uh, learned uh, an enormous amount about the assumptions I might make about the relationships between how men occupy space and how women occupy space. I've nearly sold and given away all my scuba gear. Oh my God! How do you feel about that? I feel very good. I feel very oh, good, good that other people will um, get to use the stuff. I was going to ask, does that mean that scuba is now a thing that you do with other people's gear or something that you just don't think you'll ever do again? I'll never do it again. Never do it again. I mean, I don't you know, I'd say never. I'll definitely go um, you know, go snorkeling with Lil, but um, it's just the palaver and the resources and uh, just too many things that I'd much rather walk places things that don't um you know walking doesn't really consume resources in the same way that scuba right. does gotcha um, and yeah I mean I loved it and I still would love it and there's something about the yeah extraordinary experience of weightlessness and the beauty of uh, being freed from gravity is amazing but yeah just the cost was uh, I can't you know yeah just other priorities really okay do you think you'll ever become vegan what a what a I've been thinking about this quite a lot lately. Hmm. Um, I was thinking uh, as I prepared dinner last night about you and Lil and not wanting to bring plastics into the house and things like that. It was just musing. Um, and <laughs> I, 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 it wasn't last night, actually. That's not true at all. It was this morning as I was making coffee, as I was emptying yet another one kilogram bag of coffee beans into my... Um, Machina. Uh, well, no, because I don't grind one <laughs> one kilogram of coffee beans. I was <laughs> emptying them into Tupperware um, and thinking to myself, "Oh, I wonder how Lil brings coffee into the house." And then I thought, "Oh, she probably goes to a small scale roasters where they put them in a paper bag. That's probably how she." No, does we it. take our own containers. Ah, there you go. Yeah. But you still go to you you go no, to it's the. No, um... it's a bulk store. Like it's a you know it's a plastic free store, a zero waste store. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they have lots of different kinds of coffee, and they all smell as bad as the other. That's somebody who doesn't like drinking coffee who says that because they will all smell gorgeous that's, to somebody who that, does. That's true. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So then I thought, oh, I wonder if they, I wonder if they're at the point now where they're thinking actually, you know, plastics are significant but wow if we stopped eating animal products that would be a huge shift in terms of the impact on the planet well personal impact not global impact like it doesn't matter squat really none of our behaviors matter squat on a 
but yes. Uh, uh, yeah, but then in that case, why are you bothering not buying plastic? There's no logic. Actually, well, I mean, exactly. I, so I, if if there is no, you know, if there is no global impact on you going to um, you just know, like a, fuck a, it. A, a scoop and save then why not just scoop and say buy everything in a well, i find it really interesting that um because <clears throat> the ones opened at the top of town uh, opened about five years ago and it was all of this like massive furore about oh it's a zero waste store blah 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 it's so amazing and me and bob walked past it and went we had one of those when we were like nine in quick save what's the big deal and it's just that you know what goes around comes around that idea of you 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 stay on the planet long enough and you see things that were normal become niche yeah. because you know it's it's a solution it's like well why did you stop doing this in the first instance yeah yeah yeah, yeah. anyway that's a and they they just become so those those uh, non single use plastic shops are so avowedly middle class because they're also really fucking expensive yes it's true and um uh, basically, I I shop there as an expression of my middle class. Middle classness. It's, no, I'm you trying don't. To, I'm you trying don't. to double. Um, no, I don't. But it's um. But yeah, I think the but contradictions find... are the contradictions are strange, and I think that's yeah. that's just hum- being human. But I, I just want to say I'm not critical of those shops. We do shop in it. I just find no, it interesting they are. that uh, they are. that was a, that was a way to save money when I was a kid. Yeah, now it's a way to spend. And more now money. it's a way to spend more money because I go in there and I think, wow. But the plastic, I don't, I don't know how to reconcile veganism. I mean, partly because I've, when I've been a vegan, and I have been in the past, I've um, just had all sorts of problems with uh, B twelve levels and also the and iron levels. Mm. And so then, even with vegetarianism, I I tend towards that way for sure. Um, mm. But uh, last night we had roast chicken, so yeah, I'm yeah. Do I contradict myself? I do. What Whitman? Yeah, Uncle. Did he have porn in his cabinet? <laughs> did, hang on, did I hear that correctly? Did he have yeah. porn in his cabinet? You just called Walt Uncle. Walt. Uncle, I was just going with the flow of the conversation. <laughs> I guarantee that he did. <laughs>